Welcome to today's podcast. We are talking to Dina Shale, who runs The Way of the Horse, uh, a nonprofit organization in England that is twofold. It rescues horses who have been abused and neglected and rehabs them. And many of those horses go on then to work in the sister program where Dina now helps a multitude of people to heal from different anxieties and traumas through equine therapy. Dina got into this work due to some unspeakable abuse that continued throughout most of her childhood at the hands of her own father. And we're going to hear her story today and learn how horses have helped her come full circle. Welcome, Dina. Hi, Dina. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today. It's wonderful to meet you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I've really been looking forward to talking to you, especially after reading your story. And I happen to love horses. Um, so I've been waiting for this one. Could you start <laughs> by sharing a little bit of information um, just about your backstory, kind of give us an overview, and then we can talk about things more in depth. Yeah, so um, I had uh, a huge amount of childhood trauma. Um, I was abused by my father between the age of seven and 14. So um, I um, obviously moved on in my life. Um, I was also homeless at 16. And um, I think that sort of catapulted me into being this really strong warrior woman. Uh, and um, I, I went off into the world and got married and had a couple of children. Um, but I, I got into my early 30s and realized that I'd got to start to make changes and uh, that I needed to go back and, and actually heal this, this trauma uh, or, or align it with, with my life now and understand it. So um, I um, got back into horses in my early 30s and um, I'd had a horse as a child. I'd, I'd lived on a, like a small holding and I'd had a couple of horses. And, and I remember having this um, amazing bond with this horse and I wanted to go out jumping on her. And, and she was um, the, the something that made me have a purpose. Mm. And um, so um, I, I tried other things in my 20s that had helped me because I knew I'd got this feeling that I needed to heal. I didn't know how I got this missing piece and and I wasn't sure how I was going to make sense of that. But I know I was on a journey of, of, of searching. Yeah. So I, I came across a book in my um, early 30s and that then catapulted me into this work. Hmm. OK, so you mentioned that you in your bio i've gone all through your website um you worked with horses in the u.s is that correct the, yes so yeah. I, I trained over in the u.s i trained in the uk mm. and after i read this book of a transformation with a horse i knew that that was that felt really aligned i mean i didn't know what it was called at the time but i just felt so aligned with this and so powerful and driven that i found this 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 place I needed to be and this missing piece I always talk about it like a jigsaw I felt like this missing piece of this jigsaw um in me and I was searching so I tried different things through my 20s yeah. my, my you know, piano and um dancing and and different things to find this piece and, and all of a sudden I found this 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 missing piece which was horses 
Mm-hmm. And uh, after I read that book, it sent me on a journey of learning. Uh, and I uh, found this lady's um, this lady's uh, website and learned more about her and her journey of healing. It was quite similar to mine and um, knew that I'd got to go and train with her. Where so, was she located uh, in the U.S.? She's in Arizona. Okay. okay. So, um, so I... At the time, I was um, about 37 and um, I wanted to come and train with her and my marriage then failed. So that sort of put me back a little bit. Uh, I had to go back to work full time and look after my children and look after myself. And long story short, a few years later, I was still yearning to 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 go and learn more about horses in this way. And, And all this time I've got horses. So I've had horses all through my 30s and never really been without them. And, uh, and then all of a sudden in my early 40s, my life changed and um, I had an opportunity to work for myself and thought this is what I need to do. And I did write my business plan when I was 35 and I'd already started the way of the horse then uh, in my head, uh, but I hadn't actually done any more about it. So in my early 40s, I found this training course in the UK. And by this time, these programs had come over to the UK and Europe. So I went all the way around the UK looking at different methods that I felt right was right for me and would help me. And I went and did the training in the UK. And then about four years ago, I went to the US to Arizona and I trained in Arizona as well so for me that was the icing on the cake and then along with the trauma-informed skills that we now have absolutely makes sense with the science around that we teach in the programs about the body and about the brain uh, and then we we put it with horses. Yeah I'm definitely going to ask you um, more about how it works specifically with the horses um, and the healing but I wanted to touch on your own personal trauma if you're um, comfortable sharing that story because it was a huge part of your life. Yeah yeah Um, so um, I was um, I I lived in an ordinary family. We were quite uh, wealthy, I would say. We were middle class, upper upper middle class. We had a, you know, a lovely sort of small holding. uh, And um, the, um, you know, I had a horse. And we portrayed this this, uh, image that, you know, we had this perfect life. You know, my parents had these lovely cars and, and I had this horse and, and everybody in the village thought, you know, we were the perfect family. But behind that closed door was this sinister, you know, black area that actually I hid for, for many, many years. And funnily enough, um, I, I came back to this, this house a few years later, um, you know, in my 40s. And, and people from the village, I met people from the village and they all said, oh God, we, we were so jealous of you. You had this amazing life, you had this pony in the back garden and your parents had this amazing house, but they couldn't believe the real story of what went on in, in this abuse with, with my parents. And, um, and it was, you know, it was, it was quite horrific child abuse of, of you know, aggression, of violence and, and sexual abuse where they used me as a, as a game and a tool. 
Mm. And it wasn't until I was in my mid forties that I woke up one day and I said to my husband, this has got to stop. I need to take him, I need to take him to justice. Mm. Um, you know, although I'm, I'm, you know, way beyond that now, I, um, and, and I've, I've done a lot of healing. Um, it's time for me to tell the world what these people did to me. And, um, and so I, I, it was Mother's Day um, about four years ago and I went to the police and told them my story. And it was the first time that I'd gone into that type of detail of talking about it. You know, I'd had talk therapy and completely shut it off. And, and I talked about it and he was charged with 13 charges of child sexual uh, rape. Mm. So, um, and, and, and it was like a game to them. You know, I was part of their 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 pleasure, um, but there was a lot of violence and a lot of manipulation and a lot of if you say anything to anybody, I'll come and kill you. So, um, you know, even when my children were growing up, I didn't feel safe enough to talk about what they'd actually done to me, what he'd done to me, uh, and the fact that my mother didn't didn't support me or save me or even want to talk in court about what he did was. Um, not a surprise to me, but to a lot of people and certainly the police that we worked with. Um, and they, the police had to do a huge investigation into where mm. I lived, what had happened, the house that I lived in, all the stories I told about him looking at these girls in, you know, in the, the houses opposite uh, and um, the areas that he did it. And, and you know, there was um, the, the the investigation proved everything that I said, and and that's why you know we went to court. But but for me, I never got the complete uh, clearance of it or the complete justice because he uh, his uh, barrister um, said he was too ill to go two days before we were due to go to court. So I felt really let down by the criminal justice system in the UK because at that time everything was 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 virtual anyway so why couldn't he attend and they put it back a couple of times because of the um, the, the uh, covid as well and so i felt that actually covid helped him out and and we didn't get the justice but um, my mother um emailed the police and said you know yes it did happen and yes i do know about it but i don't want to go to court but um i think there was a like a cult um type of um thing that was going on with those two and they were still in touch even after they you know they split and um, because they'd got this secret you know they'd got this secret they didn't want people to hear about Ugh, like unspeakable trauma that you don't realize and it goes on in other households as well yeah and and yeah. it's not because you know we weren't wealthy or we weren't you know we didn't have a nice lifestyle it was completely the opposite of that you know we weren't rich but we certainly weren't poor and we had really nice things but what went on behind those closed doors you know was a completely different world to what people saw and yeah. and even now you know people um still hardly believe that it could happen but you know the pr police proved that that he did and and they wouldn't have charged him he was charged um, but I had a big piece in the Daily Mail a few years ago. Um, it was last May, actually, May, not May, just gone the May before um, in the UK, um, talking about my story. But I certainly would like to talk more about it um, to to give people the strength to want to be able to talk. But many people did say to me, why have you left it till now to talk? And the reason for that is because 
you don't feel safe enough to talk about it. When my children were little, I was worried he would abduct them or he would, you know, he would come into my life and he would manipulate them in the way that, that he did with me. Uh, and I never wanted that. So there was never any contact. He didn't know what they looked like and he wasn't around them. He wasn't around me. And uh, I knew he where he lived, but but other than that, you know, I, I didn't know. But the, the people around him, he manipulated in the same way that he did with me and, and, and he gaslit them. Mm -hmm. so obviously what that did was take me on this this journey of like healing but also to understand it so to understand the narcissism to understand the gaslighting but to personally develop myself to build these walls of safety around me where I could protect myself from ever 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 doing that to me ever again yeah well congratulations on having the courage to do all of that that had to be um, make you feel like you've come full circle in a way with your healing. Yeah, I mean, it was a big, big thing. I never thought I would be brave enough to do it, but the, all of a sudden you wake up one day and feel the strength and, and, and that, that inner strength, that inner power is amazing. Your instincts and your inner power is something that you can do, but you always have to wait till the time is right and you feel it's right. I just feel you know, let down by the criminal justice system because I felt that that he he wasn't a priority and actually he was a huge danger to have on the streets mm -hmm. uh, and to have around other families um, because, you know, I knew what he was capable of and, uh, and I needed to prove that. So I needed to prove to other people as well who he really was and not this person that he perceived to be. Yeah. So your horses um, ultimately were kind of your saving grace through this and now you have um saved some horses as a result of your story too so you have yeah. two separate organizations can you talk about both of them yeah so the way of the horse was obviously founded um in 2015 and it was it is about a woman's healing with a horse and the horse that, that helped me was a horse called big harry and um he was the one that started the business I lot, learned lots about myself and lots about him and lo lots about the two of us and relationship building and trust. Um, but um, I went on my training and um, I started to, what I wanted, the, the aim of the business was to help other people where I didn't have help myself. Um, and so um, we started to work with lots of schools. We work with traumatized children. There's been lots of young girls that have come through my program that have been very much the same you know they've been through on the same journey as me where they've had childhood trauma they've had sexual abuse and um you know they've been uh, manipulated by their father figures and so they've come through the program traumatized children for lots of different reasons um and so we've created this program but what we learned was you know the horses that that came into the program and they were they were gifts they were people that you know people either gave them to us because they couldn't be ridden anymore or they came in as a as a rescue you know lots of these animals that came into us had got their healing journey as well to do you know we we took one horse in that was emaciated she was she was a traveler horse she was left in a gateway uh, she'd had her legs tied up she was a, she was full of worms and 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 fleas and not been fed and and she's not had a drink in ages and um we took her in the vet gave us a 50 50 chance and um what we learned was that that these horses go on a similar journey of healing to us so they're using the same parts of the brain that we are 
they're, they're either, you know, in their logical brain or in the, this reptilian brain that we actually use as well, because our primary response in, in, in survival is, is, is through the, the, the reptilian brain, through the fight, flight and freeze. And so she would go into freeze and she um, had something to show and give to somebody else that was on their healing journey. You know, we've had them where they come in and they, they're in flight. And you can see that part of you. So do I go into fight? Do I go into flight? Do I go into freeze? Um, and so these animals that came through that were on their healing journey were actually teaching us lots of things about how we could heal too and what, what that looked like from the outside. So, um, you know, Mia was is, is the, like the flagship of the, the charity, which is the Rescue Ranch UK. And she came in, it was Christmas three and a half years ago, and um, she was in this emaciated state. Um, but when she, she recovered and when she, you know, she put her weight back on and she, she started to look beautiful and that the sparkle came back in her eye again, what she taught us was the power of mindfulness and being present and how she needs that from somebody else. So if we're not mindful in, in being present, we can't catch her in the field. If we've had a row with our husband and we can't, you know, we, we, we're, we're all anxious or we're chuntering about what, what, you know, about the guy in the car that, that overtook us this morning, um, you know, um, she won't allow you to be with her unless you're present and you're in, in the moment. So you really have to be, you know, really have to have sorted yourself out before you work with her. And so she has this gift that she's brought to us and she teaches people how to be present. She is the most amazing horse that, that has had this transformation. And what we do is we use that to help people. So we've got a few that have come through, but she's she's the main one. She's called Mia and she's beautiful and she's black and got a lovely black mane. Yeah. And when this goes up on YouTube, I will be um, putting some pictures in just to, to share with the listeners and viewers so that they can see some of the horses too. And where you work, um, Dean and I had planned to take a walk outside or take a look outside, but we both um, had some scheduled things. So we're, we're doing it this way with the pictures, but you'll still get a chance to see them. So my next question was really any horse specific horse stories you wanted to share or really, um, and you've just done that, but any of the rider stories, um, you know, of course, without naming names, any of um, that kind of stand out in your mind of, of girls, of women who have been helped by the horses? Yeah, I mean, we, we've got, you know, a huge sort of portfolio of people that we've helped, but, but one in particular made the headline. She was in the Daily Mail in the UK, and, and that was Amanda, who um, is happy for me to talk about her story of, mm -hmm. of um, her healing because she was an NHS nurse. Um, and um, we had during the pandemic, we were able to continue our work because obviously we were outside and we were a mental health provision. Um, and so we had a lot of nurses that came through the program, a lot of um, doctors, a lot of nurses, a lot of ambulance drivers and a lot of police. Mm. Um, so, you know, when they're in those regimented jobs, what, what happens to them is they have their boundaries crossed and they have, you know, they become highly stressed and they become highly anxious. But actually, even with that wealth of knowledge of, of, the, of medicine or their own roles um, in the NHS or, or in, you know, in the hospitals, 
um, they still didn't have the tools to manage their stress and anxiety. And so um, because we're now trauma informed, um, we understand how the nervous system works and, and we understand working with animals, how to somatically use our body, which is um, amazing when once you know what you're doing. Uh, and use the tool that, that we were given to, to be able to sense our environment just in the same way the horses were. So uh, Amanda had a, had a breakdown um, at work. She, she lost her nephew to COVID and she was obviously on the front line and she was off work. And she came through our 12 week program and then she was able to go back to work because she had this new set of skills. And that's what this work is. Equine facilitated learning is not about um, re re um mapping your brain it's or, or talking about your trauma it's about personally developing your skills to cope with your everyday life but we're using the the um one of the doctors of science that works on our program dr emma lethbridge helps us understand how the brain works in a stress response and also how the body functions with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system and the vagus nerve. So those tools, given those tools, that she was able to then get back into work and work in the um, in the COVID wards because she was on the front line with the COVID patients. Uh, and so, um, you know, she had a, a, an amazing transformation and, and, you know, we'd helped her daughter as well. But we've got lots of young girls that are, have gone through the service and you know gone into work uh and and one young girl actually that has gone through the service but has come back again for more help because her life has changed and and something has changed in in that that she now knows that she needs these things that i teach and so she's come back for help um and yeah, young people we help transform, you know, even psychodynamic counsellors we've helped because they're looking for something else that, that they're not trained in. And so, you know, over the three years of this, this uh, flagship that we've got called Project Pony, we were able to um, really look at what works, what doesn't work, uh, what, how can we get the impact, how can we change lives and how can we change people's stress and anxiety. And because it's externally evaluated by, you know, a, com a complete uh, unique company away from us, um, the results are, are, are looked at at the very beginning, how people are feeling. And because Emma's a doctor of science and she's a, she's a scientist, the, the standards are so high in, in how we evaluate them. And, and so at the very end of the, the programme, the 12-week programme, we can show these results of half in of anxiety, half in of, of stress and, uh, and, and also depression, because we're teaching yeah. people about the things that they need to know about themselves that they're looking for they're searching for those things but they just don't know where to get them and people don't always know to come to an equine therapist because sure. you know it's 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 something that you know i believe the world needs to be able to access better mental health and well-being services and something that's holistic so that you know we can we can help more people um empower their family lives and their future yeah Amazing and that's what work. Was able to do. Yeah. So you have this, the organization and the sister organization and everything is science backed. And it's just so amazing. Like I can't imagine where you would go from here, but are there any future plans for expansion? 
Well, um, one of the things being a not-for-profit organisation is that we're not able to, we've not been able to fund um, a property for ourselves. We've rented a long, long time. And one of the things that feels wrong for me right now in my values and, and my integrity of the service that I provide is that we actually rent from somebody. And that, that chunk of money that is public money, if we've been funded the courses, um, goes into to making somebody else rich. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't think that that feels right for the business. So we, we want to purchase our own piece of land. And that way, it, you know, the business will become self-sustainable and um, there will always be a way of the horse. However, um, I, I'm obviously asked for, uh, you know, help and how have you got where you've got? You know, how how have you turned, you know, this dream of yours into a reality and a business? And, you know, I very often need to be able to tell people um, how, how I've done it, but we've got to the stage now where we can actually franchise that. So, you know, I've started to, you know, I chat to people, tell them a bit about, you know, how we've got here, but there is so much to learn. I couldn't do it on a, a 10 minute call or a half an hour call. And, and so, what we've now decided to do to to be able to purchase this this land place wherever it may be um is to um, to sell the programs so we've created a franchise model of the program so the project pony and the i can do and also we've got this online program as well so during covid thanks to covid there were some good things that came out of it i was able to deliver the program uh, online and um, so we, we, we would do the Zooms and teach people the science behind the programs. And then we would tell them to go off and do the activity whether they're an, their animal or somebody's dog or, or, you know, even a horse if you could do it. But um, we were able to teach online. So we've now created programs that relate to healing. And, and, and you know, everybody goes on a journey of healing. But and everybody has something that has put them where they are and and that's part of who you are and and your journey of healing and so everything that that we have created is now part of a journey so so we've got road to recovery highway to healing and um, project pony was way before i started to think like this um, but um, we want people to be able to access this for, from wherever they are in the world and understand the trauma-informed work that we, that we teach as well. So, um, and, and give them the tools wherever, because, you know, this can be so beneficial for people, you know, even on Zoom. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I hope that you are able to get the funding to be able to do what you're doing. I'm sure that there are private donations that come in as well. And I think you can do that through your website. Is that correct or no? Yeah, people can donate. Um, we, we don't have many donations um, come in, unfortunately, even though, you know, we, we rescue horses and we, we help people. Um, we, we, we're now sort of starting to look at fundraising. And, and also, you know, I would like to do my own podcast too, Mm -hmm. um because there is such a lot for me to teach people you know yeah. about my life about my journey about what i've learned but also um there's a lot of um uh equine facilitated learning companies out there 
and I want to be able to help people to to get to this sort of standard to be able to get funding and to be able to help other people and use the method but also fast track people you know it's been eight years that I've been developing these programs and we've got them to a standard a really high standard and 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 I want people to be able to have these programs ready set up with the manuals ready to go so they can they can just get straight on and help and heal this world that we live in absolutely so i only have two more questions for you before i ask where we can find you online um i always ask this question what has been your greatest challenge leading you to where you are now whether it's personal or through work and on the flip side of that what has been your greatest joy in the work that you're doing Oh, greatest joy, um, greatest joy is seeing transformation. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'm very busy and, and I have per, per, uh, personal clients, private clients. And, and I once I get into that flow, I'm so aligned. Absolutely love what I do and seeing the change in people. And, and for them to learn from my wisdom as well, I'm all about sharing and that collaborative learning. Um, and what was the last question, the other question? Your greatest challenge. I think you've had more challenge than most people have. So I think we've probably covered that one. Yeah, would you and, say? and also money. I, I would say money has been a big, big problem yeah. because yeah. I, um, I started, um, I had a, a big dream and I had a pound in the pot and I was almost bankrupt before I started this. And I've only just started to say that, I, you know, I'd got a lot of debt. Um, mm -hmm. I'd been a single parent for a while. I'd, I'd had another small business that hadn't worked, uh, but I wasn't really aligned with it. Uh, and um, I had absolutely nothing. And I, I was just, you know, sometimes I hadn't got enough money to go to, to the, the shop. And buy things so for me the biggest challenge has always been you know money and bringing money in and and um and people can see now what i've created and they 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 don't know the journey that i've had to go on to get there you know i started with a pound in a pot two horses and the day i took the took the land over i remember standing looking at the land crying and this was this five acre piece of land that i got a small piece of land and um and somebody pinched all my tools so um I, I cried and and I thought oh my god what am I doing and uh and here I am now eight years later yeah well keep doing the work because you're certainly doing good work um you had mentioned you. I, I do like to ask for book recommendations and you actually mentioned a book in the beginning that kind of was a catalyst to getting you started with your healing what was that book I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about an app that I am loving. I use Audible nearly every day. I listen to Audible books while I am taking walks in the woods, while I'm working out at the gym, and even while I'm driving in the car. A few books that I'm reading right now simultaneously are North by Scott Jurek, which is a book about an ultra runner. And um, I'm reading it strictly for the story of his running the Appalachian Trail and overcoming different challenges. And I'm reading Why We Get Sick by Benjamin Bickman. There are so many books that I have lined up to read. In addition, as you've noticed in all of our podcasts, I ask 
every guest we have what books they would recommend based on the topic we're discussing. So I really wanted to partner with Audible and I'm so happy I'm able to, to offer you a free trial. So what is Audible? Well, Audible lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one place. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. It offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre. I happen to love mysteries as well as self-help and motivation and memoirs. You can find a little of everything you love to read. You'll find exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and really just some exciting new voices in audio. So Audible also includes thousands of podcasts from popular favorites to exclusive new series. So as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including latest bestsellers and new releases. So with this trial, you can, as a new member, try Audible free for 30 days. It is an amazing offer. All you have to do is go to the link that I have down in the show notes, www.audibletrial.com backslash read with Carrie, all one word, all lowercase letters. Okay. Thanks for listening in back to our podcast. So the book that, that sent me on a journey of healing is um, The Tale of Equus. I'm not sure in America if they would call it The Tao of Equus, um, but I call it The Tale of Equus, and it's by Linda Kohenov uh, about her healing journey with horses. And it was her that catapulted me into equine facilitated learning. But what it also made me realize is that I wanted to write my own book as well, because my story was massive in comparison to, to, to Linda's. And, yeah. um, and I wanted to, it was time at some point to share my story. And so I'm almost at the point of, of, um, of uh, finishing my book. Um, and it's just got those little bits that were really painful that I had to go in. Uh, so I'm hoping to to be able to launch that as well, um, maybe later on in the year, because it's it's uh, it's taken a couple of years to write and feel right. Uh, but, I, you know, I wanted to share my journey and, and let people know as well that you can achieve your dream and you can, you know, um, and I'm still on that that journey. But but, you know, I'm, I'm much nearer to it than than I was eight years ago. Yeah. And certainly when you do finish that book, let me know so that we can put it out there and I'd like to read it as well. So where can our listeners and viewers find you online? Um, so um, you can find me on uh, thewayofthehorse.co.uk. Um, our charity is rescueranchuk.co.uk. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, TikTok, but we're not quite so big. Our main platform is um Facebook and Instagram and also we're on LinkedIn as well so we would like to work with corporates as time goes on and that's something now that our programs are CPD accredited uh, we're you know we're going to be aiming to work with people in corporate organizations probably you know 10 years ago 12 years ago that was where I was and and you know this work was so needed back then for me so yeah well great um, I'm going to put all of your information that we can put in the show notes for sure. And, um, we'll put the pictures in as well in the YouTube video. I'll kind of make that part of it. 
So thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to me today and for sharing a very personal story. And I hope that you are able to achieve all of your, your dreams for all of those people that you're helping and for the horses too. Thank you, Carrie. Okay.